Hey there, welcome to First Glance with Jody Betts. And I have to tell you, candidly, I am quite excited about our next conversation because not only is the stock symbol OG, which who doesn't love an OG, but it's organic garage. And this is about food that really has checked all the boxes of ethical and sustainable and the brands that we're searching for, especially now in a time where our health is at the forefront. Uh, and the story that goes along with it, honestly, this is the full package, the full organic package, if you will. Let's bring in the CEO, Matt Lurie, who, uh, Matt, I'm so glad to speak with you. I read the story of your company. Uh, thanks for being here first and foremost. Oh, thanks for having me, Jody. I, I appreciate it. Let's talk through the family history and the real goosebump-inducing uh, story that you have uh, behind the the OG behind the organic garage. Yeah, I mean, one thing we celebrate is the fact that I am a fourth-generation grocer. So I always like to say that it's in the blood, and I think it connects people to um, what we're trying to do, and that we're not just. Uh, an anonymous big corporation without a face. There is a history there, um, something we celebrate in all our, actually a great photo of my grandfather with his two of his brothers uh, that was taken probably in the, the late 40s, early 50s on College Street in Toronto. And we celebrate that photo because it, it puts a realness to the story that people sometimes, you know, they don't, might not understand. And back in the day, I mean, you and I were not alive in the 40s, but back in the day, you used to have to go to multiple places. You'd have to go to the dairy, you'd have to go to the butcher, you'd have to go for produce, you, you know, dry goods. You'd have to go to multiple stops in order to do your grocery. And, and when you speak about your great grandfather and his brothers, they were among the first one stop shops, were they not? Yeah, I mean, back then, you're absolutely right. I mean, everybody had a specific specialty. And my grandfather with his family was one of the first grocerias that kind of amalgamated everything into one store. So it was a one stop shop, um, which was unique back then. It just it wasn't done. So yeah, absolutely. And so Organic Garage is sort of, if I may, all these years, almost 100 years later, for goodness sake, you know, 80 years later, um, is becoming or or aspires to be, if not already is, a one-stop shop for organic or uh, pro, what is it, sustainable protein alternatives? Um, you know, <laughs> all of these things that we are that we are learning about, and 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 the movement to become more aware of how our food is treated on the way to scooping it deliciously in our mouths. Yeah. The kind of business philosophy behind Organic Garage and why I started it was to basically try and apply the discount principles that the large grocery chains apply to their discount banners, but apply something similar to the organic sector. Because what I found was is that the price premium being charged on organic was grossly and artificially high. Yeah, it pushed it to a, a point where the average consumer felt that they couldn't eat organic um, because it was outside of their budget. So we felt that there was a gap in the market and we applied some of those same principles uh, when we started Organic Garage to lower the price points and make it basically what we always like to say, a store for everyone. Uh, no matter what your budget is, you can come into the store and shop organic and all natural um, and find something that's going to fit your budget. I should tell people issue. that the stock symbol again, OG. I love it. OG. That is, I mean... Yeah. in and of itself is amazing. But when you speak about the 
affordability of organics. I can speak from personal experience. I'm a mom and I, I, obviously I had my baby. I wanted to feed everything possible organic into this child. And I couldn't afford to do that. I looked around and I was like, I just, I simply cannot spend $12 on blueberries. I can't, but I can make sure that at least I do certain things organic. Like I made the decision, okay, it's going to be organic dairy. Cause if we're going to do dairy, we're going to order. So, and then it was like, I, and I would baby step towards that, you know, the softer fruits and if I wouldn't get the organic banana or avocado because I wanted to get the organic strawberry, we no longer need to make these and, and, or it's a, it's a, yes, it's a, we shop here and, and, why is the markup so high? I guess is my big question, Matt. Now I'm a journalist and I want to know why. Yeah, I, I think, uh, you know, a lot of the large grocers use it as a margin enhancer. I mean, conventional groceries, if anybody follows the news, the margins are so slim. They've just been beaten down to next to nothing. So most retailers are looking for things to enhance their margin and organic and also foods were always kind of for grocers to enhance. Right. And it created, unfortunately, a, a, a larger and a larger gap between what they were selling conventional and what they were selling organic only for the reason because they want to make an artificially high margin. And so just like they, um, you know, they launched their discount banners to provide a select amount of SKUs at a, a lower price by applying certain principles such as smaller store footprint, simplified labor, rationalized SKU base, all the things that stripped out all the so-called and so that they could pass it down into the retail price. And we felt very much the same thing. We felt that there was a, a large gap in the market and a lot of consumers like yourself who wanted to buy organic and natural products, but the, the price gap was just so large. So large. Well, wait a second here. It doesn't have to be. If you strip out some of those things and you focus on what people really want, you can pass that down into price and be aggressive every day. So you can do a full in the store. And like you had mentioned, we are a one-stop uh, shop. We touch every category, produce, dairy, bakery, meat, every category in grocery, vitamins and supplements, bulk food, prepared foods, you name it, we have it in one store. Okay, so what do you say to somebody listening right now who in their mind is thinking about one particular store that sort of fits, checks all those boxes, I won't name them by name, I'll just maybe say whole paycheck, where yeah. you go in and what might be five or six bags of groceries in your conventional grocer's uh, market, and you go into this one and you do the organic, and for the exact same amount of money, you get a bag and a half. Yeah. What what differentiates uh, Organic Garage from maybe one of those big retail grocers with the organic sort of flag being flown? Yeah. Well, one of the things that we recognize very early on when we talk about one of the main principles of applying a discount principle is, um, you know, a, a simplified labor format. So we don't hire specialists. We don't provide an educational piece that the grocer that you mentioned kind of grew up with. Gotcha. And the market pivoted. And I always give the example of quinoa. If you go back even 10 years, people would walk into a store and say, what is quinoa? How do I eat it? What does it taste like? I don't right. know. And there's had to be somebody there that explained it. Well, this is what you do with it. This is how it tastes. Now it's where is your quinoa? What yeah. brands do you have? And what is your price? Yeah. And so when that pivot happened, you, you saw what happened with that grocer in particular, where their same store sales started to decline and they ended up getting acquired and taken private, you know, um, in terms of a larger company that acquired them. 
So yes. for us, we saw that pivot in kind of what used to be a knowledge requirement now becoming a price requirement. And so we wanted to be on the cutting edge of price to ensure that we were always the most aggressive as the market continued to shift um, and people didn't require the knowledge. Like a joke, you know, the, the biggest encyclopedia you have now is in your pocket. Right. Anybody can walk in and look up something on their cell phone to find out what something tastes like. How do I cook it? They can look at a video while they're in the grocery store. They can look up an ingredient. So the requirement to have somebody there, you know, educating them um, is something that we don't have to have anymore. And so when you strip that out, that is a main difference is we don't have that labor component in our store. So that that's one of the biggest ones. We're not, we don't do service departments. We don't do service meat or have a kitchen on site. All of it is grab and go. You grab it, you know what you want and you're paying a great price for it. That all makes so much sense. I, I love that as like the, the facts behind an industry that has, you know, oftentimes felt by the consumer that perhaps we are being cherry picked in some way with the lost leader. You know, we'll give you this deal to get you into the store. And we'll make you buy this at the price to make up for that. I mean, we controversies in Canada for sure about price fixing and what have you. So it's the ethics behind uh, what seems to be, and, and you being a fourth generation grocer certainly comes into play. Um, how much um, how much of a growth do you expect uh, to happen for OG for organic garage in the in the months, weeks, and years to come? Yeah, it's a good question. I mean, the organic market in Ontario alone is a billion dollar market. So there is a huge chunk of the pie that's out there that we definitely see as being underserved by how, you know, organics is being either showcased or sold in other stores. Because, I mean, you touched on it, there is an ethical component. And right. we try and pride ourselves in the products that we select. Everything is vetted through what we call a dump it list. And so we tell customers, we read the label so you don't have to. Oh, I like and that. I always give the example of, you know, there's a famous baking mix and you go into a conventional grocer and because it has either a gluten-free label, you know, people automatically associate it's a clean product and they don't read the ingredients. And so a lot of people buy what they think are cleaner green items in large conventional grocery stores, not realizing that actually they have ingredients that are not good. In our store, everything vets through that ingredient list. Oh. So when we talk about, like I said, the market for organics and in specific shopping in stores that, you know, vet those sorts of things, there's a huge opportunity for organic garage. So we see in Ontario alone, there could be up to 25 or 30 organic garages. Um, and not to mention, if we look at other markets like, you know, BC, for example, um, in terms of the West Coast and kind of the epicenter of the organic movement, huge opportunity there. So there's lots of runway for growth for us uh, to continue to add stores um, on the organic garage side, not to mention some of the other exciting stuff we're doing in terms of, you know, additions in the plant-based food space. Let's talk more about the plant-based food space, because yeah. uh, that is a big confusing, like just when you're talking about the ingredients list, I mean, all of us have been duped by a cereal that's fiber and then you turn it around and you see the amount of sugar in it um you know similar is the i have no idea what to do with that meat substitute perhaps um but i could find out online what to do with it if i knew where to to find the product because there's got to be more than just one so i'm thinking that in your quote-unquote meat department you would 
certainly bring those brands together and, and again, vet them through um, that same process that you just explained. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Our products always are done, no matter whether it's vegetarian or not. But I always like to say for the plant-based food space, the epicenter of their growth was in the natural and organic space. Right. Um, that is where products likely start before they enter mass. Um, so you will find products in stores like my like Organic Garage far before you'll ever see it in a mass grocer. So the potential on the plant-based side is just increasing as people not only start to like the flavor profile, but start to understand more and more the environmental benefit um, in comparison to the industries that they're competing in like dairy and meat. So we see a huge opportunity where we're, we're able to almost vertically integrate. We can look at brands that are new to the market and categories that we have a knowledge of based right. off of our historical statistics and not only give them a segue into our stores being bricks and mortar right away, but also get them into the distribution channels that we have access to because of how much we're buying. So it's different than a brand pitching a product to a distributor or a retailer from scratch. They already have an in with somebody like us and an in with some of the distributors that we already do business with. So that speed to market gets accelerated much faster than if they were on their own. And so this acts as quasi like an aggregator where we're yeah. able to cherry pick brands and help them get them from, you know, where they are to where they can possibly be by giving them that jumpstart, not only in our stores, but the network that we have access to. So it's not necessarily the brand that happens to have the most capital in that moment. It's the brand that actually serves the consumer to the highest degree. Absolutely. And also we're getting in at the ground level. So right. we have access before that brand potentially, you know, a couple of years from now, uh, maybe as much larger. So from an acquisition standpoint, you've seen that with the large CPG companies, you know, uh, setting up incubators and things like that, because they learned they grossly had to pay for certain brands because they acquired them far down their development cycle. If you get in very early, even, you know, whether it's a percentage or a whole of the company, you can help that brand reach that potential at a much lower acquisition cost. So I think it gives us a window into an industry that we've already seen that we have a lot of experience in. So I, you know, it's something that's very exciting for our company. So yeah, it is all very exciting to listen to your story. We're with Matt Lurie. He is the CEO of Organic Garage. The stock symbol is OG. Again, every time I say it, I love it a little bit more. But I love your company's mission statement as well. You have stores in Ontario providing consumer with organic goods as well as uh, adding to your own line of products, recently acquiring the Future of Cheese Company Corp, which makes plant-based cheeses. I would love to learn more about the future of cheese. Yeah, it was a great opportunity for us with a great management team. So the two principles involved I don't think you could pick better people to be involved with a company. Um, Afram Pristine is like the go-to for cheese. So when you're looking for a company who has the knowledge base and its management team to guide a company and a product, uh, it doesn't get much better than that. Um, so very excited from that end. And then uh, Craig Harding on his side being the chef side to bring the sort of, how do you use these items in, in recipes you're preparing? Because a lot of, 
a lot of the plant-based companies, there's a disconnect between creating the product and then how is it used and right. ensuring that the execution from the customer's actually executes the way it should you know you heard about plant-based cheeses like not melting properly or not simmering properly and so craig's expertise in that in terms of curating these items with afram to ensure that they execute at the consumer level and one step further than that the restaurant level because if craig's ends with the restaurant industry being a restaurateur as well allows you to ensure that not only from in-house but out of house when you're out you know, in a restaurant, um, in places like that, you're able to experience a, a, a product that mimics cheese very, very closely. So the management team is great. The product is out of this world. So for us, in terms of the natural segue, at least in the dairy component, cheese has always been that first entry point. So um, it's a great, great opportunity. There is a lot of buzz, particularly I'm in British Columbia, as you likely know, but if our viewer doesn't realize, um, being in BC, there is so much buzz about dairy alternatives here in uh, what you call the organic epicenter. So many people, not even about being vegan as much uh, as it is about being ethical about the impacts of, of dairy uh, and, and the dairy industry. And it, it's a conversation that swirls inside um uh, restaurant industries, my significant other is a corporate chef, I'm a red seal, um, culinary, and, and it's really interesting. Uh, I already want to go to the organic garage just to find out more about the cheeses <laughs> that I can make for the people who are like either lactose intolerant or dairy industry intolerant that aren't even vegans, because there's a lot out there that we just don't understand yet. It's kind of like we were, as you said, maybe 15 years ago about quinoa. We're learning a lot as we go along. Um, I, I want to just make sure that people understand Organic Garage. OG is the stock symbol. Matt Lurie is the CEO. And Matt, if people are sitting there going, I want, I want in, how do I, how do I get to be a part of this? How do I get more information? Where do they go? Yeah, you can go to our website. So we have an investor um, uh, link there. So you can download our, our presentation to learn more about the company and kind of where we're heading um, and kind of our, you know, the financial side of the business. Mm -hmm. um, you can follow us, you know, uh, ticker symbol, like you mentioned, OG, and, uh, and follow us uh, day to day as press releases and things come out. You can also sign up for our newsletter. We send out press releases to our uh, shareholder database. So um, there's lots of ways. We're on social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, um, to find out about the day-to-day goings-on of the company. And so does the Future of Cheese. They have their own um, social media to find out about product launches and exciting initiatives and videos that they're they're posting. So lots of ways to connect with us, absolutely. Before I let you go, one more thing. I just want to talk about how we've really discovered, particularly in this time of COVID-19, how your grocer is an essential business, how business has grown exponentially while we're all staying at home and 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 eating at home and really trying to um, to stock our refrigerators and, and cook in a healthful way, obviously. But what, what have been the impacts of, of COVID-19 on Organic Garage or have there been? Uh, definitely. I mean, we, we've seen a massive sales increase as people, you know, are eating at home and, and looking for healthy and organic alternatives, especially now that everybody's so focused on their health and wellness with COVID. I think it's really centered people into caring, you know, their health is their wealth, so to speak. 
Um, and but the the value element is like a bonus. So not only do they get to center on that, but they're finding a spot being organic garage where they don't have to spend their whole paycheck to enjoy healthier food for less. So it's a it's a real win. And I just want to also touch on you know this idea of bricks and mortar versus online. Yes, I think it's also helped helped reemphasize that while certain industries are more impacted by online shopping and people are more. Um, well suited to purchase online the grocery industry in terms of a bricks and mortar business is definitely here to stay um we derive you know over 90 percent of our revenue from bricks and mortar and that's at the peak of everything that was going on with covid so i think for for a a stable business a business that's in need by the landlord community there's a huge demand out there for bricks and mortar locations and we're we're looking for satisfying that for sure. I look forward to talking to you again uh, with updates, Matt. What a pleasure to talk this through with you. OG Organic Garage here on First Glance with Jody Vance. Thank you so much. Thank you. Have a good day.